Welcome back to the Wagney Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto, Colin Wean. Guys, how we doing? Doing great. Glad back. Back in the back. What was that, Colin? We missed you. Oh, yeah. I missed you guys, too. I mean, I had to take a week off after I got embarrassed by Nick, but um, I'm back now. <laughs> Didn't yeah. want to face the music. Keep yep. Man, you got lucky. I got injury, injuries mid-game. I got lucky to have Matt Ryan absolutely throw up on my lineup. Yeah, you were playing Matt Ryan. I mean, I started guys that got injured. You just started a bum. I, had I would like to say I correctly predicted Nick to win. Um, so I'm the winner. I'm the real winner in this dispute. Um, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you were able to predict Mike Williams snapping his ankle on the last <laughs> play of the of the game to give the Seahawks the ball back and Kenneth Walker to ruin my week. Some, pe- some people just have that um, foreseeable knowledge in them. I, I'm one of them, um, which is why our listeners are tuning in today. Nick and I just see shit like Mike Williams getting hurt um, and Josh Palmer ending up being the best wide receiver in LA's receiving room. Just different, baby. All right. Firstly, Connect with us on our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, at Wagme Fantasy. Subscribe to Winning with Wagme at WagmeFantasy.com. It's got all the tools to get you prepared weekly. Um, this week, we released our rest of season trade targets that we will mention in this episode. Next week, we're going to dive down into who has the most favorable playoff schedule. So you're not going to want to miss it. But let's kick off this week, guys. It's week nine. We're at the midway point through the NFL season. Fantasy regular seasons are over halfway done. Uh, now's the time where we're getting tuned up for playoffs. The contenders are separated from the pretenders. Uh, we kind of understand how the standings are falling out. Nick, it's been a long season, but who are some of the players with the most positive buzz around them recently? So right now, one guy will start it off, Aaron Jones. Uh, he's finally getting the workload that we all wanted to see um, going into the season. He's <laughs> Involved in the receiving game, 20 carries last week against Buffalo. He ran for seven yards a carry, 20 for 143 against Buffalo's defense and put up 20 points without a touchdown the week before he caught two touchdowns. Um, Things are looking very up for Aaron Jones, especially with A.J. Dillon almost sidelined. He did have 10 carries against Buffalo, but I wouldn't be concerned about that. That's a good number. But before that, he was still averaging two point three yards a carry, I think the number was. It's not good for A.J. Dillon, clearly not the better back in Green Bay. And I think that the Packers are realizing they just need to get the ball in their best players' hands as much as possible. I think it's really hard to assume any running backs better than Aaron Jones right now. He has the eighth highest target share, has ran the fifth most routes this year, only is averaging 12 carries per game. But in Green Bay's offense, you can't argue for any more opportunity they've been feeding him recently and it's reflected um their offensive success jones is averaging six yards per touch that's the six highest among running backs this year i'm all in on aaron jones i told you we should start a fan club for him because we love him so much yeah i agree six yards per carry is just it's insane i think the only running back starting running back averaging more right now is travis Etienne. Yeah, it's Another, crazy they haven't been giving him the ball all year. I mean, it's so clear when he, he's on the field. Like, he's just different. LaFleur 
likes to just ruin fantasy um, stars, you know, uh, the offense they run is very confusing in how they divide up the work. Um, let's tail over. This is a guy that had a cooled off a little bit in week eight after three monstrous outings. Nick, who's another player with positive buzz? Josh Jacobs. A lot of people are super high ranking him inside the top five running backs rest of season, top six running backs rest of season um, because of three massive weeks. And I think we're really overlooking those th- uh, three weeks because, or we're overlooking his, his career because of those three weeks. Um, he's had a mediocre career, never been a great yard per carry guy. He is this season. Um, I'm concerned about whether or not he can keep up the pace simply because of how poor the offense seems to be and look to be going the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, in three games, he scored six rushing touchdowns, three of which came against the worst rushing defense in the league, the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. So you can argue that it was just matchup dependent, his success this year. Uh, Last week, the entire Raiders offense got shut out. They looked god-awful. I'm not sure how confident I am in Josh Jacobs or the entire Las Vegas offense going forward. Uh, they seem shaky to me. Yeah, let me. Howard got it draw. <laughs> what, what was that? Devontae Adams had what, like negative one yards last week through the first half. Like uh, the Raiders should be a good offense, but they've just been abysmal. It's hard to trust it, but he's looking like a league winner so far. Derek Carr had 100 yards in that game, <laughs> 26 attempts. 15 completions. That was disgusting. And that was a secondary without Lattimore. Um, so that's really not encouraging. I'm, I'm pretty down on Josh Jacobs' rest of season, personally. He has created the second most yards above blocking this year with 611. That sounds phenomenal. It is phenomenal from a running back. But, yes, time will tell um, just how solid Josh Jacobs will be down, down the stretch. He gets Denver in three weeks. That was the first matchup in his uh, just tear through the year. So I I guess the second time around is going to be a great indicator how the rest of the season unfolds. Um, The last guy I have here who's gotten a really positive buzz around him recently is Amari Cooper. Scored above 20 points in half the games he's played this season and under 20 in the other half, two of them being double digits still. Um, wide receiver eight on the season is ADP was if you drafted Amari Cooper, I probably would have made fun of you to start the season, but at this point I would eat my words because he has been fantastic. I loved Amari Cooper. The Cowboys are, I, I, why would they give him away for calling a fifth round pick? Yeah. Something fifth round pick. it's looking dumber and dumber every day. Yeah. By. He's better than CD. <laughs> he is. He's uh, better than CD. I mean, Nah, I'd rather have CD, especially with the age of each of them. Well, yeah, long term, probably CD. But like right now, I've always been, I've always thought Amari Cooper was a really good receiver. And he's, he's, proving, he's, he's doing what he's doing with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, like, he's crazy good and he gets separation, but I don't know what the splits look like. But I can put, I bet that the home versus away, um, that's when his big games are at home and he doesn't show up away. And the Cowboys need, big game players that can show up on the road in the playoffs and win a game. So 
Well, here I could tell you away at the Jet. Wait, oh no, oh never mind. You're right. Home at the Jets, 25. Home at Pittsburgh, 23. Home at Cincinnati, 22. And home at LA, 20. <laughs> wow. That, I, 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 <laughs> All these big games were at home. But, like, he can, he just plays well at home and doesn't show up on away games. Yeah, well, that was uh, pretty accurate. I'm not going to lie. You're right. <laughs> I did not notice that. Amari Cooper, four games as a wide receiver, one this year. Third most air yards in the league do you think i mean he's one of my trade targets right now um approaching the deadline because it's hard to imagine him losing value when deshaun watson comes back do you guys think he's impacted by watson's arrival i mean if anything he's better i i I trade target for me too i think i love him rest of the season i mean you never know how a new qb affects it but a guy like amari cooper who's such a technical route runner like he gets separation so Whatever quarterback's in there, he's going to throw to a guy that can get separation. He's he's the kind of receiver that's like a quarterback's best friend. Like, he's not the deep ball guy where he can – like, it's boom or bust. Like, he he just creates separation. So, like, that's – yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that Deshaun Watson is an issue for him. Colin, you mentioned that the Cowboys need stars to show up both home and away, Correct. Correct. Well, C.D. Lamb last year averaged six catches and 78 yards on the road compared to 3.4 catches for 57 yards at home. So (laughs) as funny as that is, I'm going to make you eat your own words right here. He's still a developing young receiver. All right, we're we're moving up. He's the main target now. Negatives, Uh, Nick. What's that? Who's a guy that you don't like the stigma around right now? Yeah, okay. So a guy with some negative buzz around him, DeAndre Swift. Um, goes to say, I mean, he's been out for a few weeks with an injury. He comes back, gets five carries. Jamal Williams dominates touches and uh, maintains the goal line role. Um, that's the last thing you want when drafting a first-round running back is them not getting the goal line work. Um and Jamal Williams is no slouch. He's a good running back. Um, so he really caps the upside of DeAndre Swift with his goal line prowess. Um, I guess one way you could go about saying this gets better for Swift is that they phase out Jamal Williams. But personally, I don't see that happening. And I'd be I'd be trying to sell Swift right now if I was a Swift owner. I mean, I don't know what you can get for him. He can't even get on the field. I think he's, what, questionable going into this week. I don't even know if he'll play. He just can't can't stay healthy. When he's on the field, though, he's arguably the best running back in the league. Even last week when he played, what, like a third of the snaps and was outrushed by Jamal Williams, he still finished as an RB18 on the week. I mean, the dude's just very efficient. He does have the most yards per touch with 7.6 this year. Highest breakaway run rate, um, small sample size nonetheless. Uh, But I don't know. Like, it's hard to sell DeAndre Swift because his stock's so beaten down um, with his injury risk. He's someone that you're pretty much stuck holding. Do you wait for a big week and then sell him? Because I, I don't want a running back that doesn't get the goal line. If he's healthy if he escapes that big week healthy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't be left with someone on the IR in playoffs. He's injured every season. The best ability is availability. (laughs) 
Amen. Um, all right, so I'm going to talk about the next guy with some negative buzz, Cortland Sutton. He's wide receiver 33, and before his previous three weeks, he was wide receiver 14. One of those weeks, one of the, so the last three weeks were really bad. One of them was, was with Brett Ripien, the other with an injured Russ, and the other was with Russ's return last week in London against Jacksonville. Um, people are upset because of those three duds in a row, and now he's on bye, so a lot of people are really concerned about him. Um, Personally, I'm not. I mean, I was high on Sutton to begin the season. I still am. Through those first three or four weeks, he or five weeks, he was wide receiver 11. Like, like that's – or of 11 for the first three weeks and then wide receiver 14 after the first five weeks. My mistake. But, um, yeah, he's voluming his way to relevance. If you get 11 targets a game, nine, 10 targets a game, whatever it was, you're going to put up points and I do see that continuing rest of season. Um, so I'm, I'm personally not too concerned about Sutton. Nick, do you remember what I told you guys two weeks ago about the Broncos receivers? I said, Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton rest of the season. You both told me that was very bold. I still and think I still, it's very bold. I still believe it. He's had like one game where he's outscored. Other than week one, he's the last had a game three games in a row. Sutton. He has outscored Sutton, Nick. With Russell Wilson, he has had one two weeks this season where he's outscored him. Um, three in a row, man. That's three out of eight games, and that's the last three. So one was with Brett Ripien. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I want to hear what you have to say about your next guy. All right, Debo Samuel. So with the CMC edition. There's been some negative buzz about Debo because CMC, he takes so many targets. He gets so many carries. He's just – you. and when you pay up for a guy like CMC, you have to use him. And they did that last week. CMC caught a touchdown, ran a touchdown, and threw a touchdown. Like, he's the definition of a Swiss Army knife. Um, then we have Ayuk emerging. He's been playing great the last three weeks. He's someone that I definitely am starting if, if I can. Um, if I can fit him in my lineup. So someone's going to be hurt, I think, with this um, CMC addition. And I personally believe it's more so Debo than Ayuk. And I think Kittle maintains his same role. Um, I think it's more Debo than Ayuk simply because they like to use Debo in those short yardage gains and let him work yak. And that's kind of where CMC thrives out of the backfield. Um so if anyone's going to suffer from this edition, I do think it's Debo. I think we just have to relax. I mean, they've only played one game together. Debo still had seven targets in there. Corral had five of them. He missed last week. Um, he's still recovering from his hamstring injury. So put the injury aside. I feel like we just have to relax with Debo. Still has a fifth most yards after catch this year. He's the same guy. And even before CMC showed up, he had three consecutive weeks with just two rushing attempts per week. Um, he's still going to get one or two a game with Christian McCaffrey there. Yes, I get what you're saying. They play in the same area of the field. Um, but Kyle Shanahan is a designer to his best playmakers. And I, Debo Stamuel still, Stamuel still uh, remains a top two playmaker in this offense. I'm not concerned. His talent isn't a question here. His usage, I see, is what you're trying to question. But seven targets with Debo, I think, is probably going to be enough. 
to make a significant impact more often than not in fantasy football. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think his usage will will be all right. I think his ceiling is just capped now because I think McCaffrey's going to vulture a lot of the touchdowns Debo would have got. So I think the touchdown upside is just a lot lower now, but um, he'll still get the ball. He's a great player. All it takes is one play from him. I mean, last year he had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks with a game high of 40, 40 yards or more on a reception. So it's just one big play from him, which happens quite frequently. Um, that's all you need for him to make a significant impact. I'm, I'm holding Debo. Uh, you really can't sell him because it, it's perceived that he has a negative stig- sig- stigma around him, but he's still my guy. I just don't know if the pie is big enough with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he doesn't throw the ball that much. And when he does, it's either to CMC or it's going to be a deep shot 50-50 into triple coverage to Ayuk, which is where he thrives. So I, I mean, I understand the fact that he is a very good player and you should always trust a stud, but I don't know if you can when this offense, it re- it's loaded. Like the offense is absolutely loaded other than the quarterback. And that's what concerns me about Debo. To each their own. <laughs> I'm going into my rest of season trade targets. The trade deadline, I believe the ESPN default one was this past week. However, if you're not a simpleton, you adjusted yours and pushed it back a little bit. So your odds are your trade deadlines this week or the week after. Um, these are the guys that you have to you have to target right now. And I'm going to start with the only quarterback that made my list. That's Russell Wilson. He enters his bye week as the QB 19. Um, his trade value is just completely beat down after a terrible start to the season. You add in the injury. Um, his owners worry that it's going to continue to limit him. He has one game with multiple touchdowns. His only game with more than 18 points. Six of Russell Wilson's final nine games are against top 10 fantasy opponents. He has arguably the easiest schedule uh, for the rest of the season. I think Russell Wilson's going to remind us why he was drafted as a top 10 quarterback and why not trade for him. He's going to cost you pennies right now. You can He's ride on that one all by yourself. I, I don't hate it. I, I think that he will pick up the pace a little bit. I mean, his yards per game has not been bad. It's it's like the Patriots. They've just struggled in the red zone. Um, him and Tom Brady are one of the worst this season in the red zone uh, quarterback-wise so far. Um, I, I do like the idea of trading for him, but, like, I don't see my – I don't – I'm not – I wouldn't give up Isaiah McKenzie for <laughs> Russell Wilson. Wow. That's, yes, I mean, would. At the end of the day, uh, you could probably find someone to stream every week that you could be more confident in than Russ. Russ is probably on like the majority, <laughs> the majority <laughs> of waivers right now. I mean, he's a not a top 20 quarterback right now. Um, so what I'm saying is buy him for a bag of chips. He's not gonna hurt you. He's he's got more playmaking ability than most backup quarterbacks in fantasy football. I do agree with that. Yeah. He's, he's not going to hurt you on his, on your bench and you pick him up and he goes for 30 and then does that a couple more times this season. You'll be happy. Running backs that 
I am offering for right now. James Conner, Raheem Mostert, and Miles Sanders. We'll start with Conner. Uh, he's been sidelined the past three weeks with a rib injury. He should return this week against the poorest Seattle Seahawks defense. He's just averaging 10 points per game. He's had a slow start to the year. Um, his stock's beaten down a lot. He's still averaging in the four games that he played fully. He averaged 16 opportunities a game. He has a comfortable fantasy floor. Arizona's offense is putrid, but I think it's going to start clicking with DeAndre Hopkins back there. Hollywood Brown's going to return down the stretch. Even if, you know, Benjamin doesn't fade away, um, I still think James Conner is going to have enough that's going to be a, a solid flex, a low-end RB2. So don't overbuy for him, but I think he's a great contributor that you're going to want on your fantasy team down the stretch. Would you give up Deontay Foreman for James Conner? Yeah, I probably would. I'd rather – I mean, Foreman's an RB1 and his – own respective offense but both are in similar situations bad offenses split roles among the running backs i'll take not only the name value but the better talent with james connor i have deontay foreman in my other league and and i'd keep him i can't sell him after what he did for me last week get me a dub three touchdowns yeah i mean you you can't beat that raheem Um, mostert though he's my guy um, he's averaging 17.2 touches per game over the past five weeks. He's on a five-game streak of playing in 60% or more of offensive snaps. He is 30 years old, but he's got the Browns, the Bears, the Texans, the Chargers, all down the stretch, all top eight matchups for fantasy football running backs. He's looked great this year. Are you guys concerned with the new arrival in his backfield in Jeff Wilson? That's what I was going to ask you. Um... It does concern me a little bit. I think that so McDaniel knows that Raheem Moster is a glass cannon. He'll be amazing for a short period of time before he gets hurt. So he knows that he can't put his body through that much. And I think that going out and getting Jeff Wilson was part of the reason he or going out and getting Jeff Wilson was to mitigate part of that concern. Um, But why 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 would they give up Chase Edmonds in that that series of exchanges? Chase Edmonds is good. Like Edmonds, he wasn't getting the ball. Yeah, Edmonds isn't good at football. (laughs) I think that's why. I think Jeff Wilson is a lot better of a player. Agree. Whatever. Um, it's still a a complimentary running back. I'm I'm in on Raheem Mostert. I feel like you and the rest of the public are discounting him. I think he's a great running back. My last running back I want to target, Miles Sanders, is just. Surely, based off the fact that they did not trade for any running back over the trade deadline, um, I think he's safe and he's one of the best backs in the league. Yeah, I definitely agree with Miles Sanders. I think that he's a stud um, in a great offense, and I think that his work will go up. Um, you probably trade for him a little bit low, too, because of the quiet week he had this week off coming off of the bye. Um Managers might be a little disappointed because they didn't have him for a week. And then he did like, he he did squeeze out a touchdown in the end of that game. Um, But the usage was low. I think he had 10 carries. Um, So you might be able to get him for less than what you should be able to get him for. Wide receivers to trade for Amari Cooper. We already talked about him. He's only going to get better with Deshaun Watson. 
Wandale Robinson. He is the de facto wide receiver one in New York. No Kadarius Tony. Kenny Galladay is still hung up with injuries or just dismal just play. Um, so Wandale's a guy, I think. Last but not. Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, man. He's been kind of slinging it this year. He has been. He's improved a lot under Brian Dable. Um, and I feel like the rookie Robinson o- over the stretch, he's just going to get more involved. He's a great talent. Um, I think New York's going to turn to him down the stretch. And he's another guy that's just not going to cost you much. In fact, he might be on your waivers. Um, so he's another guy like Russ. You can buy him for a bag of chips. Yeah, no touchdown upside with him, but you kind you're kind of hoping for what Deontay Johnson provided the last two years, just a ton of receptions. Exactly. Last but not least, for for wide receivers is Hollywood Brown. Look, uh, he could be out for the rest of the year, so you're and he's currently on the IR. So it's not like you're offering what Hollywood fully healthy Hollywood would cost. However, I think he's someone that you should buy very cheap. Um, place him in your IR. He'd be an excellent playoff push if he returns this year. What was he, wide receiver six before he got hurt? Five, even Five. better. Yeah, it was very good. So I think he's supposed to be back for fantasy playoffs. Um, I was looking at this at, uh, like last week or two weeks ago because I, I own Hollywood in another league, and I'm really hoping to have him back for the playoff push. I think that he'll be back around like week 13 or 14 is what they're thinking. The tight end you have to trade for right now is Gerald Everett. He was a tight end six through the first four weeks. He, his season's turned downhill. He's averaging less than seven points per game over his past three weeks. Um, the good news is there's been 16 targets in his last two games. He remains a very important figure in the Chargers air raid offense, especially without Mike Williams for the foreseeable future. Keenan Allen still battling his hamstring injury. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, shut down for a couple weeks as well. Everett's like the number one guy there um, besides Austin Eckler in the pass attack. So I feel like he'd be a great addition to any fantasy lineup right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got Justin Herbert and no other receivers except what Joshua Palmer's their number one. They're number one. Yeah. He's probably tight end three right now behind um, what Kelsey and uh, Mark Andrews, to be honest. I would agree. Like, I can't think of another tight end. I'd prefer maybe, maybe teach George Kittle. I mean, yeah, maybe George Kittle. I'd take Zach Ertz. Yeah, I mean, I have Zach Ertz, and I'd, I'd honestly probably trade him for Everett as good as he's been just with Hopkins <laughs> and then um, Hollywood coming back. I think yeah, it's I think time upside with the Everett for touchdowns. I think it's time to play some casino games right here. Here we go. Collins Casino coming right up. <laughs> Starting off with the juicy Thursday night matchup. Eagles favored by two touchdowns in this game. Um, Brandon Cooks decided he does not like the Texans anymore and refuses to play. No Nico Collins. Who's going to get the ball? Damian Pierce. Over under guys, 29 and a half touches. I will say his season high is 29, but, I mean, there's no one left in the offense this week. What do you mean? They got Philip Dorsett. <laughs> Chris Moore. Yeah, Chris Moore, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say under just because 29 and a half is such a tall figure. Um, I'll hit the under here. 
I think I'm you know, gonna... that's that's rushing yard. That's rushing attempts plus receptions. Yep. I I still 29 and a half is a shit ton. I'm going south of that figure. I I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it. I'm a tentative ride it, but yeah, I think I'll I'll take the over there. Um it's possible. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, I just think that there's not like who are they gonna give the ball to? Like his offense sucks and their only bright spots, Damian Pierce. I think he gets it. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if um I set the line, so I don't know if I should bet, but the negative game script might might mean it goes under, but um we'll see. All right, next line here. Justin Fields, weeks one through four, he was the QB thirty-one, weeks five through eight last month, QB two. I could not even believe it when I saw that stat. Um, so going up against Miami this week, will he go over 19 and a half fantasy points? He has scored 20 plus in the last two weeks against the Cowboys and the Patriots. I'm going to say yes. Uh, ride him. He's averaging over 70 rushing yards a game over his past three weeks, back-to-back weeks with rushing touchdowns. He's just improving. And frankly, uh, Luke Getzey, the new offensive coordinator for Chicago is figuring out how to deploy Justin Fields in the right manner manners. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, he goes over 20 for the third consecutive week. Yeah. I'm going to take the over too. Um, I mean, he's got Chase Claypool now a top three receiver in the league, according to Chase Claypool himself. Um, so how can you not score 20 points with the top, with a top three receiver? I love it. Trusting in fields. I mean, uh, I think the sleeper line is like 17 and a half projected. So some trust there in fields. I love it. Yeah. All right. My man, DJ Moore, who I did not trade to Garini. And um, I'm happy about that. Will he get over 68 and a half yards versus the Bengals? He's only done it two times this season, but it has been in the last two weeks. <laughs> um, give me the under. Bengals defense <laughs> is actually pretty good. And I – like without that 65 yard touchdown, what does DJ Moore have? Like he still had a, a good game, but it wasn't, it wasn't over 150 yards. Yeah. It was still a good game. He still would have had like 90 yards, um, but no touchdown. I mean, eh, yeah, I'll still take the under actually quick DJ Moore fact. I just traded DJ Moore in a league. I traded DJ Moore and Cortland Sutton for John, for a very frustrated Jonathan Taylor owner. Um, yeah. It, is that a win or a loss every year man it's crazy what's that you trade rate people every year man (laughs) i i think it's a pretty good trade i need an rb2 real bad too i only had eckler and gus edwards because elijah mitchell quit on me i'm gonna take the over here just because uh cincinnati lost their best corner last week and you know it's the same thing we're applying to damian pierce who the hell else is going to touch the ball in that offense? They're going to be losing to Cincinnati. Yeah, give me the over here. I love it. I love it. I'm hoping for the over, too. Got him, got him in my lineup this week. Colin, the offer's still on the table. Romeo Dobbs for DJ Moore, straight up. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> I'll try next week. All right, here's a guy who I have in my other league who I want to trade, but I haven't been able to get any deals with, Gabe Davis. Over under 10 fantasy points. He's played in six games this year. Three of them, he has scored six points or less. And three of them, he has scored over 15 points. He's playing the Jets, by the way. 
I, I feel a Gabe Davis game this week. I think he's going to find the end zone, therefore pushing him over 10. Give me the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over too. I, I, w- I would buy Gabe Davis personally. I mean, like it, for the right price, of course, like you can't overspend for a guy who can like absolutely lose you a week. Um, but his upside is ridiculous. And the Jets aren't necessarily like they, they've been good against in the secondary so far this season, especially with sauce. But um, <laughs> I think that Gabe Davis is, is due for big week. Sauce isn't going to be on him too. So that's a plus. I'm over his. I'm over his shit, to be honest with you. I, I traded him off both of my team, well, both of my main league teams this year. I I just don't find it very, uh, like, appreciative to start a guy that is averaging less than three catches a game. You traded me Stephon Diggs for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and Joe Mixon, and I forget who else, but – uh, moral of the story, that was probably not the best trade. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> All right, going into a guy you talked about, Greeny, Raheem Moster. You said you loved him. Um, we'll see what happens with uh, Jeff Wilson coming in here. But will he hit over 66 and a half rush yards versus the Bears? Uh, the Bears are set, give up the second most yards um, in the run game. And Mostert has gone over 66 and a half in three of his last five. Yeah, I, I'm hitting the over here as well. The Bears are putrid against the run, and I'm really not concerned with Jeff Wilson. I think he's not going to demand a larger role than what Chase Edmonds did last week. Give me Raheem. I'm going to take the over, too. Um, the Bears aren't aren't a good defense against the run, um, and they have been solid against the pass. Um I think that Tyreek might have struggled this week. I think that Jalen Waddle does thrive just being the second option there. Um, and I think that Mostert will also get his. Also, going back to your first one about Damian Pierce, I want to say I am now taking the under, but if you lower the line to 27 and a half, I'll take the over. All right. All right. Well, I mean, if Garini's on the under 27 and a half, would you still still stay there with the under? Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll, we'll move the line. So we got one on each side there. All right. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Um, last one here. Aaron Rodgers has been just off this whole year. Um, pretty, pretty terrible, but he's going against the lions who give up the most points per game in the league. Um, so can he hit the 260 passing yards mark? He has not done it once this season. He hasn't hit 260. Wow. 255 um, is hit. His season high for passing yards, which is crazy. He needs they, why didn't they trade for a receiver. Like I think Lazard is questionable too, just so you know. They could have traded for Brandon Cooks, they could have traded for Claypool, but he went to the Bears. Like <laughs> they could have traded for a receiver. I don't understand this. I'm saying under uh under 260 passing yards, just because he hasn't done it yet this year. Uh, he's not going to start this week, even though I I can see him throwing for three or four touchdowns. That doesn't mean he's going to get to 260. Um, it looked like Green Bay is getting more comfortable feeding their run game. It was seceding last week against Buffalo. I don't see Rodgers hitting the over here. Um, I'm going to take the over, but the only way it hits the under is if it's an 
Aaron Jones game and he rushes for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I agree with Nick. I think the over here is, is a good play. I think Rodgers is actually playable this week. I think this is one of those those games where Rodgers just comes out and smashes a terrible defense. Yeah, that's definitely possible. He hates I, the Lions. <laughs> I hope you guys are right because I'm I'm all in on Green Bay this week in our Wag Me War Zone League. Aaron Rodgers, Al Hazard, Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> I have no other <laughs> options. Everybody's on by this week. Um, so let's roll, Packers. I forgot Rodgers was your quarterback. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. I got Kirk Cousins. I could roll with him too, but I, I, I'm playing against Ben. Ben's arguably the best team in the league, so I might as well go all for upside this week. Wouldn't it be nice if you, if you had like a – what was his name? You had that quarterback. Shut up. 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 Enough. I, real quick, I want to hear your uh, Wag Me Warzone Game of the Week picks. We have Woody squaring off with Luke. Uh, a lot of buys. Who do you guys have? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. All right, NFL Young Boy versus Right Foot Creep. Two great names. Um, I'm taking Woody. If Luke had Jamar Chase, I might take Luke. But like, he's starting Zach Moss, who's projected. I know. Point. Like, I can't take him. Colin, who do you have? Yeah i uh, I took I took um, NFL Young Boy here. Part of it, the reason is because. I'm losing in these picks and I've been very bad. So um, I kind of got to fade the rest of the league. So being honest, I would take right foot creep, but um, I got to fade the rest of the league to try to make up some ground. Chasing your money. Don't make money. Chasing (laughs) yourself down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, probably, but got to go for it. Yep. All right, guys. Um, Any last minute remarks you guys would like to make? Nope. I'm all good. Good luck on Sunday. Let's go Cowboys. That's all I got to say. Yeah, go Cowboys. Amen. Isn't that right? Big Cowboys fan over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Connect with us and let us know if you have any lineup questions. We'll be happy to answer them at Wagby Fantasy. Pretty much any social media platform, we're there. We will see you next week. Good luck. <laughs>